I'm Kevin Casey. I'm a professional mixed martial arts fighter. And right now, what I'm about to do is issue a warning out to all other competitors. I don't want overs. I just expect them to happen. Fatty's gonna fatty is real. How have I been successful in life? Welcome back, folks, to another edition of the MMA Analysis. I'm your host, Brad Tashak. I'm in a good mood today. <laughs> Went to, to go see some preseason Toronto Rock on the weekends. So the, the lacrosse juices are, are flowing, which you guys know how I love my lacrosse. I think everyone knows at this point. Sean, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Repping. Uh-huh. Oh, let's go. Did you uh did you fix the sleeves? Can you still like fly in that thing? <laughs> it's not it's not uh, a slim fit shirt, but uh it's a it's a beautiful shirt regardless. It's a gorgeous shirt. It's also not a uh a broad shoulder and chest chest fit. Um yeah. so Has we'll, there we'll ever been a gym to... ever been a gym that had two champs out of it that fast in its existence? I mean, we might be talking about old Lions Den days and I was, shit. I, I was gonna you know say what I'm saying? <laughs> like, we got to go. We got to go way back to when there were only two gyms. <laughs> yeah, Militage and Lions Den fighting everybody. Wesley, how are you doing? You're um, you're in a good mood. You got the happy face Tito going. Yeah, I mean, I'm still I'm I'm a shit stain. I still haven't ordered a camera, so I figured I'll. I'll uh, just project my mood in a in a Titoism. <laughs> Happy face, Tito. Uh, yeah, yeah, doing doing good, man. Um, holidays coming up, so um, we got some shit in MMA that's usually lined up uh, around the holidays. So yeah, that is very true. We've got some. Uh, well, I, I say we. Uh, Sean doesn't. I have some shitty MMA coming to my neck of the woods in oh. January. For uh, like, just, what is it like, fifteen hundred dollars a ticket to go see it live? What a fucking! That is insane. The what they're charging? Cheapest upper bowl seats are like four hundred Canadian. It's I mean ridiculous. Oh, when we were when we went to Vegas uh, last year, the year before, when uh, I think it was Kobe or somebody was fighting, the the cheapest nosebleed in the T Mobile was like eight hundred. But it was like uh, a pretty big pay per view. There was some good fights on and shit. But that's Vegas, you know, like big fight yeah. Vegas. This is nuts for what they're charging for that shit. Like decent main event, but goddamn, you're getting another chick co main event. Whoa, it, it's wild with the UFC. Like they've they've benefited a great deal from COVID because they pretty much were forced to to push to the apex and, and roll that way, and now they use that and are. Mm-hmm. You know they're starting to go out more, but they're they're really keeping it uh, in 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 the apex. And then when they do go out, they can just charge whatever the fuck they want and just get absolutely massive gates for what I would say is is mediocre a lot of time mm. cards. So I one of the most recent previous Canadian cards, uh, possibly the most recent Ontario one was a fight night 
it was a terrible main event. I think it was McDonald's and uh, and Wonder Boy was the main event, which was horrible. Um, but that was like, I don't know, pretty close to the same level of this card. Like, I know we've got a, a middleweight title fight, which puts this one above. But other than that, that was uh, that was somewhat decent card, and this is roof. Yeah, I mean, I, I've I've went to a couple pay per views when they've when they've been in Edmonton, and uh, I mean, most of the time they're obviously lesser pay per views, like they always are in Canada. Um, yeah. A lot of times we're getting you know Amanda Nunez main events, or uh, we did get uh, Frankie Edgar and and, uh, and Max, um, which is still like I know we love Max, but he's, it's not like he's a a, ma- a, a massive draw or anything, and. Uh, I got floor seats for like 400 bucks Canadian or 450 at the most. Um, and those are very, very close seats. And yeah, they don't, they're like eight times that. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're it's changed. Your value, your value going to those used to be really good fight night cards that you could get floor seats for like 150. 160 bucks you could get like the first few rows for that and i mean i've done numerous ones in nashville to where there's just decent fighters great action-packed fights you get a decent main event i mean that's the best value to go see shows it's just who wants to pay that kind of money to sit and watch a screen anyway you're literally going to be looking up at the screen most of the time you're going to, now they're charging you 20 a beer, not 10, 12 anymore. It's $20 a beer now. It's just crazy to me, man. I'd rather be at home on my fucking big screen on my couch, drinking cheap beer and live betting. I mean, fuck the experience, the, the live experience just, it's not when, when you in value, it's just not what it used to be, man. It's like trying to go to an NFL game or something. You take your family to an NFL game. It's literally like, almost a thousand dollars now to take your family like that's a fucking half a disney trip like what are you doing it's like that's, stay that's a hockey home. game up here yeah it's the same shit man it, they're all they're all just charging the one the true sport the people's sport well i mean like most most of the smart people now like i'm i'm kind of like a planner and shit most of the time so like i have i like to have shit lined up the smart way to do it now is to buy tickets day of that is the smart way to do it now. Go on yep. an app, buy your tickets the day of. You're usually going to get them half price. Like, I, I got my season tickets to our our soccer team. And yep. when I sell them, I literally put them up on a Friday. And I'll get a little under face value for them, 10 bucks under face value. If I, if I don't go, they sell like that. Just sell them day of. Put, mark them down a little bit sell them day up people will snatch them up if they're just a little bit off of face value it's how most people go see fucking sporting events now buy that shit the day the way most people can afford to do it now yeah yep insane but uh beyond that maybe we'll make some money so we can uh, afford to go see an event (laughs) or two if we so desire um i know sean made some money last week that's always good i did not uh, Wes, I, I don't know how you did. I forget, but we'll get there. Not even, uh, which sucks. Like I was, yeah. we'll, we'll get there. We'll get. There. I know the artist we'll formerly known as Lance got smoked. I know. He should come our, defend himself on the podcast. Our little black not even pup, for a bear. Too, shots are starting to heat up. I know that much. Yeah, we got another yeah. one today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Anyway, we're going to recap UFC 295 here quick and then hop into the Bear Jew fight night. The only fight which I approve of Jews being in right now. So get that out of the way. He's a terrorist sympathizer. That's right. He's a terrorist sympathizer. Get him out of here. Uh, UFC 295. That was uh, was a lot of fun. Yeah. I I didn't uh, tune in until like pretty close to the main card. Um, But I went back and caught up on the prelims. Mostly good stuff. Uh, Started off. In the old featherweight catch weight, uh, Jamal Emmers knocked out the, the shitty bazooka guy. Uh, Joshua Van, you know, his position over Kevin Borjas. Uh, Wesley, I believe, was all That's over the over, which was a nice minutes, one. Uh, yeah. uh, John Castaneda, you know, his position over Kyung Ho Kang, lost a little bit of money there. Jared Gordon with some little. Baby dick, soft-ass punches, managed to knock out Mark Madsen, lost a bunch of money there. Uh, Nazim Sadikov and the old Slava cold soup go to a draw. Uh, Banger. Um, Cold soup uh, wouldn't have been the craziest thing if he snuck out of that one with a a decision, Uh, but what can you do? Mateusz Rubeski sent Rosie Roberts back to, I don't know, wherever he was fighting for this. Um, Armbar, round one. The split decision lock of the night. (laughs) Didn't play it, but it came through. Uh, Lupi Godinez, decision, or split decision, sorry, over Tabitha Ricci. And Steve the Egg Dude, unanimous decision over Alessandro Costa in possibly the worst third round ever after two rounds that were quite entertaining and pretty damn good. Uh, Sean, thoughts on the prelims? Yeah, definitely didn't see Jared Gordon uh, knocking out Mark Madsen like that. (laughs) Luckily, I had some trepidation with Madsen and and dodged that one. Um, Yeah, I just did not expect him to do it that way. Um, I guess props to him beating up an old man. Um, <laughs> the Sadikov cold soup fight was was very fun. Um, I had had cold soup TKO. Had had some glimmer at some point, but uh, yeah, it was fun. I'll watch both of those guys fight again. Uh, Rebechki is just he's very good, and Roosevelt Roberts is. Collecting a check and trying to get back into the UFC. Uh, I know who did have a split slash majority uh, bet, and that is Brian Miner, because somehow <laughs> he scored that fucker 30 27. That's what we're going with, eh? That's what we're going with. Oh, man. man. She's really she's really starting to hide her, her Canadianness. She's uh she's on a bit of a run here. So uh well, she made history. First, first woman ever to win four fights in a year. She's a trash can. <laughs> or, or. And like, you would think that would be like, oh man, Impressive. she's got to be close to a yeah, you got to be close to a title shot or or like 
being very excited people are tuning in. No, no, she's just <laughs> she's just beating, she's beating Tabitha Ricci by decision. Winning split decisions. Yep, that's Sometimes what she does. Sometimes decisions, you know, yeah. you gotta mix it up. Yeah, yeah and that was it was kind of sad. I I threw just some chump change on on Costa uh, after after round two. I think it's some some decent plus money and. He just didn't just did nothing in the third, which was very sad to see. Yep. See, that's that to me is a 10 10 round. Nothing happened in that round. He just I'm held not gonna him. give you a round. He fucking held him. You're holding a guy up against the cage and doing zero things, but whatever. Um, Wesley, prelim thoughts. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got got a nice over. On uh on some one twenty fivers, um, Asinata's hands look decent. Um, I was completely off about our our boy O'Kang. Um, still he tried to wrestle a bit. Yeah, I mean, that's I don't know. That's probably where we. That was probably yeah. It's probably where it, just mix it up a little bit. That, that's what he usually does. He makes it kind of grimy and just scrambly, yeah. wild, just something different. Gordon knocking out Madsen in like a a Greco kind of clinch was wild to me. Literally, Madsen is is tossing him around, has him against the cage whenever he wants. Literally pushing Jared Gordon straight back to the cage, working him over, and then takes some soft shit to his soft brain apparently, and is out. I, I don't I don't know, dude. Like that fight was going perfect, like perfect, dude. I'm like. Hell yeah, Madsen can body this guy. Mad- Madsen's fucking Greco is going to work perfectly on him. Took Jared Gordon to the cage whenever he wanted. Landing shots and shit. Dude gets pumped a couple times to the side of his head, and he's fucking out. Uh, what, are you, what are you going to do with that? Uh, lost money there. Um, I thought Oslava Kotsu could have got that second round, man. Like, it was close enough. I I get the draw. I'm I'm fine. It's it's one of those situations where I don't think you can really argue about it and call it like bad or anything. But I thought Slava started taking over in the second round and and got the second, and then the third was just madness. That fight was insane. What what a, what an insane fight. Um, Robeski Robert sucks, but Robeski is going to be a fucking problem. Um, we we talked about it on the show, but like pace. You know, grappling like that dude is he's gonna be he's gonna be a problem. Loopy sucks. I'm gonna fade her again. I'm gonna hit some, probably lose some, but that 3027 Ricci is like that's criminal. That's investigation type shit. Like how that guy walks out of that arena and never has to explain that scorecard to anybody and still gets to work is fucking insane. He also like, gave the first up. round to uh yeah there was theory. another one we'll, we'll yeah there was another that one that was real bad <laughs> um and then like the Eggman looked incredible in the first and then started doing Eggman stuff and sucked um Costa literally like sitting on the cage and getting held by him for the entire third round disgusted me like disgusted me to my core. I was fucking pissed after that. Like that dude literally could have won. He gave the fight away. Took over in a second, was fucking dropping bombs on Eggman, hurt him a couple times, and then in the third, just literally lays on the cage. I got, I don't know. That kind of shit pisses me off. It happens. Uh, I assume when you mean that uh, 
that Slava got this or could have got the second round, you mean like a 10 9 instead of a 10 8, right? In which round? He did almost die. There's, there's the one where he like got dropped real hard and everyone's debating between a 10 8 and 10 9. And the second? Yeah. Yeah, the second was when he got dropped and almost died. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so. He did enough like he, earlier in the round that he it was did, yeah. like, instead he of did a, insane work leading up to that getting him. dropped. Yeah. And yeah. then at the end of the round, decision. started landing again and taking over the second round. So, yeah, for me, that was a, a 10 9. I, I get a 10 8, but I just think he did way too much stuff at the beginning of the round and the end of the round that he got away from yeah. the, the 10 8. Yeah. I just, I don't want the people coming I mean, after you. I'm usually an idiot. Dude, it's been oh. seven days or what? Four days. I'm. It was. It wasn't the first round of Yuri uh, Poetan. It was the first round of Dern versus Andrage that he gave to Dern when she got dropped. That's that's a good one. Uh, <sighs> speaking of getting dropped, a guy who quite enjoys it, Pat Sabatini, um, knocked out minute and thirty seconds by Diego Lopes. Uh, this guy, yeah, I'm still. I think people are going a little crazy with like this guy's a star and, and all this. Like, Damon Jackson also knocked out Pat Sabatini real quick in a fight. Um, so maybe that's not like the be all end all of being a, a top prospect, but he's certainly been fun to watch so far. It, I, I it was cool to see him do that just because we know his game is for the most part grappling. So I'm just glad he like actually tried to defend a takedown, yeah. and it worked. That was just and onto his back. Yep. Um, yeah, so that's so. a good sign for him. Wes, I think we're we kind of should just meet in the middle of that, where we were underrating him a little bit off of the hype, and then now he's getting even more hype, which is probably too much, and it's somewhere in between. I I I think he's probably pretty good, and maybe he's going to be very good, but slow down a little bit. It's Pat Sabatini. Uh, it was Matt Favola. I'm not sure what he calls himself now Don't care. because uh, <laughs> half of his head's probably missing. Uh, the the big swing and then he just got in there and mushroom slapped him. Was that his? Did he kick him or did he just like slap he had, giant? Nah, he, yeah, he head kicked that motherfucker. <laughs> Man, Sarah Longo. Does not know about putting your hands up when uh, trying to get away along the KJ. Eh? I, f- I feel like Weidman got caught in that a bit. Aljo seems to almost get caught in it all the time. They just don't like to to put their hands up. Al did. I Quinta yep. got caught backing up and circling off around the cage a lot. <laughs> yeah. That was one of the Great more times. interesting ways to get knocked out. Just running away with your hands down. <laughs> yep. B- uh, the BSG is fucking it's pretty awesome. Uh, I don't know how good he'll ever be, but he's going to force fun fights regardless who he fights. Yeah, I, he's pretty good. I, I I think he's pretty good, but I just still don't think we know really. Um, no. That's he, he's going to put guys in spots, man. We're going to you can find out some shit about whoever he's fighting. Because he, win or lose, he's gonna put some guys in some fucking bad spots. That dude's a madman. Um, 
moving up on the list of uh, just one of those dudes. He's, uh, you know, don't miss his fight. Like, period. Got to watch him fight every time. Dude's insane. Um, we'll see. He's already trying to line up something with – he did Ariel's show today talking like, I want to be in a bloodbath. I just I want to fight a guy that's going to fucking give me a – I'm like – yeah, I think we all want that. We, you're fucking madman. We all want that, bro. Just get him to fight uh, Elijah Dushku again. That was awesome. I'd take that. I'd I know there are different weight classes, but whatever. I that might be what it takes to get a fight out of him. He might he might kill him. <laughs> like the old the old swinging the knee is. He's a he's a bad man. Jessica Andraj. Gets Mackenzie Dern out of there for the first time in her career. Second round, mean three minutes, shit. 15 seconds, just battered her. How, like, I I just had terrible, I didn't lose that much money, but there were bets that obviously should have been made. We talked about on the show last week, and I just didn't, didn't make them. This was one of them. I'm an idiot. Yeah, I had I had the under in in a parlay. I also took a really small by TKO. Um, obviously, hindsight is twenty twenty, but this matchup, like Mackenzie Dern, still doesn't know how to wrestle. Andrade really only gets wrestled by elite wrestlers, and Dern has terrible striking defense. Like, yeah, her offense is finally coming along a tiny bit. Defense is atrocious. And Andrade is just one of those people that is just willing to take a couple of jabs and, and a couple of hooks a to, couple. to land her own because of what happens when she lands hers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of, kind of kicking myself for, for not playing her at like plus 170, whatever the hell it was. Cause yeah, that's. Oh, it. no, it got up. No, I, it, we got to 190 and I finally uh. went in. I told myself if it hit two to one, I would play her, but I remember you saying it that. got to 190 <laughs> and I was just like, this is getting dumb. That was like meme level bonking by Andra. Yep. That that was like prime Andra. It's like that's the fight we want to see her in. Don't fucking match her up with like. And I'll give like we talked about on the show. Like Dern just doesn't have the offensive takedown capability to get it where she needs it to get it. And Andraj, even being the sort of smaller, shorter chick, was just shucking off her takedowns. And then on the feet, man, Dern was getting hit. And it was literally like hilarious shit. I was laughing out loud when Andrade, she would just, like, she landed some shit on Andrade. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. Sean's right. Andrade will come in waiting, hands down, throwing John Lineker. She's the fucking little baby John Lineker. Doesn't give a fuck. And Dern landed on her a bunch. Didn't matter. Didn't phase her. She never fucking blinked. And, man, when she landed, holy fuck. Like, still to this day, like, there's not a... You know, like um, Nunez does have insane power. I still don't know if it's if it's better than Andrade. If Andrade is, is in her element, and in that fight, that's Andrade's element, man. Those are the fights for. Quit giving her these fucking wrestlers and chick that's want to take her down and shit. Put her in fun fights from here on out. Um, that that was great. That was fucking awesome. Cosan, uh, another one that was. I guess great for as long as it lasted. Um, Tommy Aspinall. Who? Oh, no, we know now. 
<laughs> no, we know now. No. <laughs> um, a minute and nine seconds. Uh, just rattles Sergei Pavlovich's brain around in every possible direction um, and finishes him off with a couple hammer fists on the ground. Honestly, I thought there was like one left hook that Sergei landed very early, and I was just like, oh, baby, here we go. That's exactly what we were looking for. And Aspinall even backed up, too. He he took like a step back, but he just like ate it, reset, and that's, uh, he's, I mean, both of these dudes are tough to deal with at at heavyweight, but Aspinall, uh, in the heavyweight division, the way it is right now, I think he's going to be a bit of an issue for those dudes. Those dudes are fighting in. Those dudes might fight. Oh, absolutely. They might fight a couple more times. Yeah. Yeah. It could be, could be kind of Kane JDS kind of stuff again. Um, Yeah. Aspinall's fast. He's obviously got the jujitsu. So he's, he's got skills to, to win some fights as a champ. It is heavyweights and, you get hit by one of these guys that weighs 250, 260 pounds. You get hit wrong once and it's over. Um, so it's it's always hard to to say that he's going to be a long reigning champ in, in this weight class. And, you know, he has had some some injury issue uh, along the way. But, yeah, he was he was able to take the, the one Pavlet shot that that he threw and his speed and, and leg kicks are, are very nice. So as yeah, props to him, um, you just never know with, with guys this good, who knows what happens if they fight again, it could go the complete opposite way just because of the power that he has, or maybe Aspinall's speed is just always going to be too much for Pavlovich. I, I think it's very hard to know. Yeah. I mean, he, he apparently had an injury coming into this fight. He had a back injury and, couldn't train for a couple of weeks coming into the fight. So like he, the guy looks a you little get those horse tranquilizers in somebody on yeah. fight night and it doesn't matter. So like, wall. look, I think these guys could fight 10 times and they could go five, five, like on any given night that left that Pavlich landed could have knocked him out. Like we never know. Like Sean said, you just never know when one of these land, it's going to hurt them when it doesn't. Aspinall did feel it backed up, but, I think we all knew it, but one thing I I think I've underestimated way more than I should is his speed. Like he is fucking incredibly fast. The way he reset and got back into the fight, and then that the speed, his hand speed, like all that was like holy shit. Like I underestimated that, and it was fucking pinpoint. Was fast, and Pav was out of there. Uh, very impressive. Um, but like I said, like Sean mentioned, these dudes are both very, very good. We watched Stipe walk out from the back Saturday night. Guess what? Stipe ain't beating nobody at heavyweight anymore. That man literally can barely walk, bro. I don't know if he's hurt or what. Like Jones was the one getting hurt and pulling out of the fight. Stipe probably should have like said, I'm done. I'm I'm not fighting. That dude looked rough. Who do you think these can are- walk a mile faster? Stipe or Big Nog? <laughs> Big knock. <laughs> Stipe really looked like he was walking with a cane with no cane. Yep. Like it, it looked <laughs> bad, dude. Um, 
I think these two these two dudes are far and away the best guys. I, I mean, we want to see what what the jail man becomes, of course, but I think he's way off at this point of these two guys. Um, I'm I'm not throwing Pav out. I still think Pav is legitimately one of the two best heavyweights in the world. And I mean, we're not putting John Jones in this conversation anymore because I don't think John Jones ever fights either one of these dudes. There's no way. Like I'm the biggest John Jones fan you will ever fucking see. I think he's the greatest of all time. Hands down. That dude is not stepping into the cage with either one of those guys. John Jones isn't a dummy. Like he might be like, no, he's the goat. Think he's the goat. Want to prove he's the goat? But guess what? He's not stepping in the cage with either one of those guys. They're they're. He insane. already he already picked his GSP spot yep. against Gone to get the the second belt, and I mean lined up lined up old man Steep A to get an, an, one last exactly. like payday. If yep, he doesn't yep. get that, I think he's fine walking away. Yep. So we shall see. Um, I uh, missed this comment while we were talking about the fight, but that uh, that sweep by the big swing in Denny when he first got taken down was insane. Man, that uh, that dude can yep. grapple as well. I very very fun. Uh, main event time, man. Um, controversy, I guess. If you're a stupid person, um, uh, luckily for you, people. listeners, I'm not. Uh, Wes might disagree. But I, there's not a lot of times where I've seen a dude get dropped, go for a takedown, get elbowed in the side of the head to the point where, like, he's building up towards a takedown and then his entire body crumples. Um, but instead of this guy falling off to the side or just, like, falling forward, uh, he fell backwards. It was just Woke like his a, ass up. <laughs> a weird fall. He but said he was not he was. Yeah, he was. I mean, I, I like watching the fight. I was like, "Oh my god, that dude's unconscious!" Uh, and then they just like rolled through, and he happened to like spring up. But like, he woke up. That was we, we've be seen a dead body. Yeah, yeah we, we've we've seen this before, where guys like get crumpled and they hit the ground and they, they wake, wake up. up. They're still yeah. absolutely fucked up when they yeah. wake and per- up. Pereira was mounted. Yeah, Pereira was mounted on top of him if they didn't stop that. Like, but like, what's the What's the best case scenario for Yuri there? It's probably for Pereira to keep him mounted. Because if they roll through and they get up the way that they were just fighting, he is going to die on his feet in the next, like, 15 seconds. I guarantee you his standing strikes are a lot better than his grounded pound, and that means bad news. (laughs) I mean, um, anything of that guy raining blows down upon you is going to be a yeah, bad Yeah, he didn't need a whole lot of space for that left hook. Man, right? that was insane. Like, obviously, he was getting dropped by the, the, the right, but, like, his left hook moved like an inch, and it put him out. <laughs> the, I, I listened to some old puke Thomas, and I, I think I agree with him. Can we remember a guy I, – I, there's heavyweights, I, I'm sure, but below heavyweight that – generates that kind of like, and I wouldn't even call it power. It is just something that hurts dudes. Like even his leg kicks, he landed like two or three leg kicks and Yuri was fucked. Literally his whole leg was bruised and he was limping and shit. I don't, there's not many guys that generate like I fucked you up type of strikes. Like in that little bit of everything. And in that little bit of distance, man, just punches doesn't matter. 
It's yeah. insane. And dude, like Pereira, there's only one other dude that I can ever remember watching fighting that his demeanor is like that in a fight in the entire fight, whether he's being hit, whether he's hitting somebody, he's in a bad spot or not. It's him and Fedor. Literally. That's the only yeah. two dudes. Pereira's face didn't change that entire fight, bro. Like not one time The you never know what's, what is he hurt? Is he getting ready to try to finish you? Like insane, man. That was an insane performance. And, Yuri looked good. Like Yuri didn't look bad. Like he was getting off his fight that he wanted to get off. Mm-hmm. Pereira's, I don't know, man. You think that he's not doing anything. It was same with the Strickland fight. You just, he's not doing anything. He's not doing anything. And then he lands a leg kick and Yuri's doing a fucking pirouette and it's limping and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's incredible. That guy's absolutely incredible. Uh, two, two weight champ and seven UFC fights. I don't care how he got there. You know, we talked about it. The 185 belt set up because there was a built-in rivalry. The light heavyweight division just crumbles around him, and this sets up. I don't care how it sets up. That dude has two belts. He's got two belts, and it's not like he's not beaten any. Like, he's had favorable matchups, but he's now beaten four different UFC champions. He, he he beat arguably, you know, the top three or four middleweight maybe the ever time. to yep. win the middleweight yeah, strike. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then <laughs> like, I mean, Yuri doesn't have the pedigree and shit, but Yuri's got some big wins on his resume and is a very good fighter. I mean, yeah, he's dude, what? What he's done in, yeah. in seven fights, I don't care how it was set up and how it all came together. He he won all those fights, and he beat the champs. Like, that's incredible. Like, all-time all type shit. That's incredible. Sure is. Uh, I'm sure we'll see more of it. The garage. You only develop that kind of power in a garage. You don't I, I love that in one of those classy gyms. Glover was literally looked happier that Pereira won that belt than him winning it. He won it like straight up. He was like just as you could see it all over him, dude. It was it's fucking awesome. Like that dude, all the years we've watched Glover scrap and claw, got him a belt, but this shit seems like it means more to him. Just training these dudes and shit. Glover never rocked the like the beard or the goatee when he was fighting. That telling you, man, that's mean. Yeah, Yeah. mean. Love it. Great card. You step into his garage. Fucking amazing card. Amazing. (laughs) Yeah, one of the most insane cards I can remember in a very long time. Um, good job. It's, It's fun when those things happen. This week. Not so much. Not so much. Mm. <laughs> hey, but you know, you can't judge the card before it mm. happens because yeah. all the fights might be bangers and yeah. Um, yeah you, you definitely can. Come on. What was that? You definitely can. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, you certainly can. Uh, UFC Vegas 82, I think I saw in uh, John Sweet. Correct. Yeah. Um, Brandon Allen, Berju, Bukrig, Bukrig the Berju. Um, Does a mean Christopher Walken impression, by the way. 
Actually, it's Does not it? hard to do a good walk-in, but his is good for a Scottish. It is when, yeah, you sound like he does. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's actually not bad. I will have to go check that out. Um, yeah, this one should be fun. We'll get to a couple other ones. There's, there's a couple good fights on this card. One of them is buried way on the prelims. I have no fucking clue why. Uh, and then there is some shit. Uh, so we're going to shovel through that shit for you. We'll try and do that as quick as we can. Maybe get a play or two on the way there. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how she goes. I don't even know. They don't even have the number of fights on the card anymore. Um, I guess I mean, we got 13 two, or something. I don't know, 14. We'll figure we it out. We got two fight week fucking cancellations and like rebooks. <laughs> yeah, we've got... Uh, the the doctor against the dentist, uh, which is maybe going to happen. Euros Medic taking on the the Mictibat Oral B, um, recommended by four out of five dentists. Was that Cam? Um, Boom, baby! Come on, <laughs> let's go. Um, <laughs> Wesley just hit his. Uh, what what did that come out to? Like nine seventy five or something like yeah, that. Like plus nine fifty something right around there. Yeah, yeah buddy. First go score with a little with a little the boost on there. Yeah, like yeah. plus nine fifty. You know, it's hard to make a bad bet with those boosts. Yep. Um, but it's very very easy to make like a decent bet. But that was an excellent one. Love it. Uh, anyway, we're kicking it off. Middleweight division. CLD, not CLV, not mm. the important one. This one doesn't matter. Uh, Christian Leroy Duncan. Leroy. Uh, taking on Dennis Tallulah. Sean. This might have been an okay fight if it was the original one against Almeida, because uh, Almeida's like a kickboxer. Um, Duncan should crush this guy. Tallulah is terrible. Um I think the only reason that this number isn't out of like way higher is Duncan's kind of a fraud as well, but he should get this guy out of there. Wesley. Yeah. Duncan should get him out of there, but man, you, you are on some really good shit. If you're laying minus 400 on fucking Duncan, almost in any spot. And the old Tulu is not, He's bad, but like he's not trash can, trash can to where you should be laying minus four hundred on on Duncan here. In my opinion, this total pass for me. I think I'm going to take the shot. Uh, Duncan stinks. He's all flash, no substance. Tallulah is not great, but he's going to get in there. He's going to fight. He struggles most against guys that are far superior grapplers to him. It's not going to grapple at all. Um, You know, there's, there's a little bit of round one KO potential here, or it just gets into an ugly fight where Duncan's throwing nothing effective and Tulula wins it with a couple big shots. So I gotta wait for more lines. We got the plus three hundred there at uh, Bet Online. Uh, that's honestly probably good enough for me. But 
I'll wait to see it open in a couple more places. They're gonna they're gonna parlay Duncan too. You're you're definitely gonna get so. a better you're gonna get a better line for sure. I, I think so. So uh yeah, we're gonna kick it off with a dumb bet to start it off. Love it. Featherweight division. Jenga. Uh this guy is priced basically the same as old Leroy, uh, but he is facing an <laughs> actual bum. Uh Lucas Alexander taking on Jacka Seregi. Sean. Yes. <laughs> Seregi is is an actual bum. Um Alexander should smash him. I don't know if there's a a good way to play this. Um I guess maybe the under, but mm-hmm. it's, it's I'm 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 assuming that's the way he's going to be able to do it. Um, it's just, you know, when he has got finishes um, lately, they've, they've, it's taken to the second round. They're, they're still coming under one and a half, but it's a bit scary, but um, I think he's going to smash this dude. These, uh, these road to the UFC fighters are not good. Other than was, the one guy who won. There was like one. Yeah, <laughs> Everybody one. else just terrible. And he's like an Olympic level wrestler and shit. Yeah. <laughs> so he's good, you know. Um, the old Jenga Sangria here is fucking. This guy's never been to a decision one. Um, oh, Lucas Alexander's gonna fuck this guy up. It's just does he do it? And and inside, I think he does. I mean, him inside the distance minus one seventy five, like that's that's juicy, but. I think that's a pretty good parlay piece. You could even go under two and a half is like right around the same price just in case this old Jenga guy pulls something off. But I think Lucas Alexander is going to smoke this guy. I don't know what the fuck this matchmaking is, why this guy's getting another fight off getting smoked. Uh, when was it? It was earlier this year. So it's it's been like 10 months. But, I mean, he got smoked off of his road to UFC, the – the fight they usually toss the bums to give them their little contract money. Um, he got smoked. So Alexander's going to kill him. I don't know if I'm going to parlay that stuff, but that's about the only way you can play this. Maybe there's a round prop that, that Brad likes. Um, I feel like what I, I would like, I know Lucas Alexander isn't a grappler, but I think his, sub price should be kind of stupid compared to his TKO price. Uh, and the, the Jenga is Oof. such a bad grappler that I think that anybody's sub price is live against him. Um, he fought the dude that lost to Mike Breeden and got out grappled <laughs> by that guy. So... Yeah, well, uh, I think I'm not like a a big, I'm going to parlay the shit out of minus 500 favorites, as I evidenced in the last fight, but I I think I have to play him in something. It's almost one of the most, you hate to say lock, but at minus, this should be like a zero on there, like straight (laughs) up. This should be one of those boxing lines. Boxing matchmaking. Yep. But it's not even because, like, he was supposed to fight something called Jesse Butler, 
before this. And this is like Alexander is the late replacement, but like it doesn't, so not you could bring anybody in there and they should probably be minus 500 against yep. this dude. Uh, flyweight division, Rafael Estevam taking on Charles Johnson. Sean. Hey, everyone, uh, yes, he can. I just took him down. Um, he he can get up he gets up a lot but he seems to just not be able to separate and then he gets taken down again and probably going to happen here Uh, I'm I'm picking the other guy Uh, I don't don't think I'm betting him but uh, Johnson's just he's just not good enough at this level Um, he needs to learn how to either Stop takedowns better, which I don't see don't see happening, or find out how to like separate once you do get back to the feet. And it doesn't seem like he's doing that either. Uh, yeah, Wes. Yeah, I actually kind of like the old Estebom here for for a bet. Um, it seems like the prices are getting a little better. I would imagine Johnson gets bet just because he's a little more known quali- uh, quality. But, man, Sean's right. Like, the guy gets taken down. Esteban has got good takedowns. And Johnson usually is pretty scrambly and, and gets back up and, and stuff. But, man, a lot of times he's fighting these guys that are more takedown and control dudes and give him opportunities to work and get back up. Esteban's dropping bombs. Like, he's getting takedowns and he's working. So, I'm not sure we've seen Johnson in those spots yet. And if he gets taken down multiple times here and he's taking ground and pound multiple times, I just, I think that's, that's a fight loser. So I, I like Esteban here. I, I think he can get consistent takedowns and I think he's going to do work when he does. So um, I'm also looking at him a TKO, maybe a sprinkle there. Uh, could see a ground and pound TKO. He's got a few of them on his, on his resume at this point. Some lately, like I said, when he takes guys down, he works. That's sitting at around plus 650. I think that might be worth a little bit of a sprinkle as well. But, yeah, I like Esteban here. Um, there's some minus 130 at Bavada, but that's not widely available. It looks like it's coming down in the in the 130s in a lot of places. He opened minus 250 and got hammered the other way. And Just now, wait wait around. Wait. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna bet more Johnson. It's going to happen. He's the... The Twitter mush of the week, perhaps. Um, I don't have the strongest opinion on this fight. I, I think that uh, Estevam, like myself, has a fantastic mustache. Um, so I'm going to have to side with him just based on that alone. I think this might get a little bit tricky later in the fight for him. Um, you know, Johnson does have good cardio. He's tough to finish. He's going to be there, as Wes said, and Sean said, he's going to get back up when he gets taken down and fights as well. So, you know, depending on how Esteban's cardio holds up, uh, this could get a little dicey later in the fight. So I'll stay away now. Uh, If the line keeps moving, uh, I might hop on some Esteban decision. Um, I think it's only like plus 150 now, which not enough. But if the money line gets to even money or something like that, Maybe take a little shot on Esteban or uh, look more towards the decision prop in this one for me. Bantamweight division. 
Jose Johnson taking on Chad Analiger. <laughs> is he one of those dumb people that says his favorite animal is a liger, Sean? <laughs> well, he's Canadian, so he, he that could so be. probably yeah yeah that could be. Um, I know a lot of Canadians that like the movie Napoleon Dynamite. I don't get it. It's a fucking terrible movie. Just it's awful. not. It's not great. I, no. I never got the got the appeal. Anyway, Sean loves it. It's a, that was a, that was a little bit before my time. Okay, fair uh, enough. I am oh I am the God. teenager. Remember, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have too too much on this fight. Um, Jose Johnson is getting a, a decent amount of respect, and Heliger is Canadian and not very good. Uh, but Jose Johnson is also shown to not be that good, so probably take the dog. Wesley. Yeah, I mean, this guy got twisted by Damon Blackshear. Like, come on, bro. Hey. Come the fuck on. I I think I'm I'm probably gonna gonna lose some money on a Canadian here. Don't don't fucking tell nobody because it's not a it's not a good way to live your life. But I mean, look, Jose Johnson shouldn't be like a minus one eighty faved almost anybody, and like Ann Helliger is. He's going to put a pace at least. You know what you're going to get out of him. He's going to come forward. He's going to put a pace on this guy. I'm just, I'm not sure Jose Johnson holds up to that. He's He's got some length, some okay striking and stuff. Just don't think that's going to play. That's that's not going to play great with Enhanger when he's trying to get in on you and 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 dirty this fight up. And I think that's a really bad matchup for for Jose Johnson. He, he wants to be kind of a distance in a more technical striking battle. He's not going to get that here. Well, will will Anhelliger get caught and fucking knocked out? Probably. He's Canadian, so. Uh, but at plus one fifty five, there's some plus one sixty out there. I, I think that's worth a stab against a dude that's just not that good, man. I just don't get the line. It's a little wide. Um, yeah i I really don't understand why Jose Johnson is a favorite again. Uh, this is the guy that was like. Minus 300 uh, against uh, Lawrence, Frankie Lawrence, whatever his name is. Anyway, Ronnie Lawrence, Ronnie Lawrence, that guy, uh, <laughs> on Contender Series. I, my bad. Sorry, the heat. Um, he's just not good. He's always been one of those guys that's like, I'm kind of okay enough to win on the regional scene, not good enough to win in the UFC and has just bounced around that forever. And now worse guys get into the UFC. So he's in the UFC and somehow he's minus 200 in a fight in the UFC against a guy that kind of knows how to wrestle and kind of knows how to strike. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll take Analyger. Uh, I was just going through and, and looking, there's one spot left that has plus 170. Um, so we, uh, we tossed some money on Analyger at, uh, field points bet. If you have that's, access to that one. That's, that's a little off, man. Jose yeah. Johnson, come the fuck on. What are we doing? Yeah, exactly. We're, we're betting against him. <laughs> um, this is second best fight on the, may, like, honestly, maybe, maybe the best. Fight on the court. <laughs> I don't know why it's on the prelims. 
featherweight division, Joe Anderson Brito, Jonathan Pierce, JSP, Sean. This is going to be a banger. Um, Brito brings it uh, right from the opening bell. JSP pushes a really good pace. It gets a lot of takedowns. I think this is going to be wild and action-packed. Um, Brito has a, a decent chance of catching him early. Um, if he doesn't, I think JSP just kind of takes over with his pace and his wrestling, tires him out, and and gets Brito out of there uh, in, in the second or early third. Um, I'm going to be taking the under two and a half and putting it in a parlay. It's like minus 170 or so. Um I'll I'll pick Pierce to to get it done. Wesley. Yeah, man, I don't something is something's telling me that 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 that, that under's kind of shaky. It's just something telling well, me yeah, that. I bet it. So it obviously is shaky. Um I don't know. I'm I'm really split on this fight, man. I I, I lean burrito at this point. Just because mainly I I do think early in the fight he's definitely got the more finishing capability here. I'm just not totally convinced that if this gets to the second and third that Pierce puts it on him and gets him out of there necessarily. I think if it does go long, like and you're a burrito backer, you're you're puckered. Like he's probably gonna look pretty bad in the third round. But I mean, he held in there against Algio and he's he's been 15 a couple other times. Um it's definitely not the scenario you want to see if you're if you're betting on on Burrito, but I, I just think he's the way more dangerous guy in the first. The second could be closer. The third really, really fucking pucker factored. Um, but man, as a dog here, I lean I lean that way at, at the price. I think this is a really close fight. Great matchup. Two highly ranked. Well sort of rank guys that are on the cusp and I have no clue why this is buried. It's another one of those, like, like some, some cards lately we've been getting like all fucking lower weight fights and shit. And they've been action packed and great. Then we're back to this where we're putting all these bums on the main card and then they bury like the best fight of the night. That's like a one fifty five below fight on the prelim somewhere. And they'll just say, it's like, Oh, it's card placement and TV placement. And it's going in it. Who gives a fuck? It's the best fight on the card. Put it on the fucking main card where more people's going to see it. I, just, I never fucking get that with these, with these idiots. Um, yeah. I, that's the worst logic ever. Like, that, that's their, I, that's their I logic. Know you though. want me to try and tune in yeah. earlier and watch more. But that just makes me want to watch less. Uh, so stop. Just put the good you're, fights where they're supposed to be. Yeah, then even if you do say, oh, well, we got this great fucking top 10, 155 scrap on the prelim main event. Okay, I'm going to turn tune into your prelim main event. But guess what? Your main card probably sucks now because you put your best <laughs> fight on the I'm not going to tune in later. I'm going to go out and have some beers or some shit. It just it makes no sense either way. Uh, great fight, though. This is this is legitimately maybe the best fight on the card. Lean burrito. It's close, man. These are two great, great, great fighters. Um, Yeah, this is this is an excellent fight. Uh, I'm a bit confused because like my brain says that JSP is going to take over later in the fight. Um, maybe not put Brito away. 
uh, as Wes said, he hung in there pretty good with uh, LJO, who puts a good pace on guys. But I think he's definitely going to get taken out. He's one of those Brazilians that gasses. He's not one of the Brazilians that gasses and quits. Yeah, no um, doubt. So he'll he'll end up getting wrestled in round two and three. I'm not sure if it's going to be enough to to get him out of there. Um, but just looking at all of the lines and all of the things that there are on this fight right now, I mean, Brito round one being plus 400. Uh, Brito round one sub being plus 1200 against Ooh. the guy who is going to try and grapple him. And he's probably going to try and jump on a guillotine Drop because, a gilly. <laughs> <laughs> because he's Brazilian and he does that. Um, those are the things that kind of stick out the most to me, even though it, you know, it's one of those fraud tout breakdowns where I might bet the guy that I don't actually think is going to win the fight um, because the way he is going to win the fight seems a little bit more obvious to me. Uh, so undecided, but probably going to end up with uh, something dumb on, on Brito early, even though JSP. Hey. What am I doing? The, the over two and a half is like such plus money. I want to play, but I'm 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 not gonna do it just for just for Sean. So do I can it. no I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try to cheer on Sean's under here. No, I'm gonna, bet the over. Then one I'm just gonna probably bet, probably gonna gonna probably be bet Brito. <laughs> just gonna I'm just gonna probably bet Brito, but man, that over like plus one forty five or something like that. That's that's fails a I little see bit. It. I can very much yeah. see that happening. Probably what I should bet, but I'm not going to. <laughs> uh, heavyweights, we got Mick Parkin. That sounds like one of the things that you're not allowed to say about British people. <laughs> that dude's name uh, is a damn slur. <laughs> <laughs> um, we will, we've got the British slur taking on Kyle Machado, who. Oh man! Isn't he like? He's Canadian. Somewhat Canadian. <laughs> this yeah. is another Bigfoot. He's like, I'm taking that name over. The other one's like brain dead. This is my name now. Hey, um, oh, Sean, man. These what are, we got going on here? These are not terrible. These. <laughs> I I got nothing on this. These are two low level heavyweights that are for some reason a Canadian fighting a guy from the UK in Vegas in a warehouse. What uh what more can you ask for uh when you get when you ask for heavyweights? Um yeah, I I don't care. I'll I'll take the dog. What do you go with? Well, you know what you can ask for when you get heavyweights of, of this. Tell level. me, Wes. I mean, we're not getting a true one, but there's some super fatty potential all over this fight. These dudes are fat fucking bums. They got a bunch of finishes. We've talked about this. They got a bunch of finishes till they get up to the worst bums. Then they get up to the UFC and they fight a level bum to their, to their level of bumminess. And they go 15 minutes of sloppy bullshit. Uh, The old fucking British slur went 15 with Jamal Pogues or whatever the fuck his name is. Oh, uh, Oh, Cal fucking Machado went 15 with, I think it's the Browns coach's son, Kevin Starfansky. Uh, he went 15 minutes on the contender series, just an atrocious fight. Somehow got a fucking contract, of course, because it was 2023. 
Dana's running around. I need heavyweights. I need heavyweights and flyweights and lightweights and every other fucking weight. Um, you don't. You don't need heavyweights. You don't. Nobody needs heavyweights. Nope. So, like, super fatties here. What was the last line I looked at? It was some okay plus money. 135, I see. Yeah, That's one thirty five, yeah, it was like one twenty five, one thirty, something like that. I'm gonna play that. I think this is gonna be fifteen minutes of just absolute fucking cringe bullshit, and hopefully, I can make some money on it. So I'm starting to get to the point where there's some fights where I know I haven't seen them, and then there's some fights <laughs> where I think I might have seen them. And some fights that I just completely have erased from my memory. I think both of these last two guys' fights have been the latter. Because it's, it's wild. It is wild. Same shit. Pretty sure. Pretty sure <laughs> I watched them. That was before I entirely tuned out contenders this year. Um, yeah. Just. Ugly, ugly stuff. Uh, I don't care. Uh, Smart. I'm not even sure I care enough to bet the super fatties. Ooh, you should. Enough. You should just move on I with think, this one. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I think that's what I'm going to do. Uh, we're going to move on to the women's bantamweight division. Always bangers. Nothing but. We got the pooch lover taking on Aileen Perez. Sean, the people, they're looking forward to this one. Who? Show me. The Show me? Show uh, me who. So there was a big sponsor that called me up and said, <laughs> you know what fight we're really into? The Poods Lover and Aylin Perez. That's that's the one. But you got to take down the post about Trump. And I was like, no, man, <laughs> fuck you, because time's going to tell on that. All right. <laughs> This is atrocious. Uh, dog walk fight. Easy, easy selection. I mean, if you, if you don't care about the, the super fatties, this might be a, a nice long walk. Um, this is, what time this does is this card bad. start? Ooh, it starts kind of early, too. Early, it don't it? light out at this point. Yeah, it, it starts at like 2 Eastern or something like that, doesn't it? Yeah, so uh, like I'm looking three, four eh, after the JSP. I might maybe that's just the main event until mm. the Bear Jew. I'll watch the JSP fight. We'll go out for the old hike, and then we'll come back. We're fuck Nicholas Moda and Trey Ogden. Uh, <laughs> maybe we'll turn in tune into the doctor against the dentist. You never know. Yeah. Uh, the rest of that shit is awful. So we might have a game plan for Saturday, boys. Uh, Wes, what are your thoughts on this fight? Besides talking about this fight, fuck this fight. I don't, (laughs) I'm not even betting betting this fight. You know, I, I tell my wife, go fuck yourself about as much as Dana tells these sponsors to go fuck themselves. Like, and if you believe that, if you're still like eating, just shoveling this shit that this man is still putting down for y'all. Watching Twitter today was just 
hilarious of people like, that's right, Dana. He's a real dude. Like he's a real owner. And I'm like, man, y'all are just, y'all are just getting off the turnip truck. Ain't you man? Like this dude can say whatever lie bullshit. I mean, same day to day, still saying on fucking another joke of a podcast where these dudes just get out and fucking give him open fellatio that slap fight is doing four times the numbers of NFL, NHL, NASCAR, F1. I'm like, sock. I'm like, and these people are like, oh man, for real. I'm like, bro. It doesn't even warrant a response. Like it shouldn't. It's some of the dumbest shit I've ever heard. And I've watched the dumbest sport there is for damn near 20 years now. Imagine Dana walking into a fucking room and telling a fucking uh, now a, a publicly traded of uh, a publicly of traded company, yeah, <laughs> that he just told a sponsor to go fuck themselves because <laughs> he won't take down his Donald Trump fucking tweet. And it, I mean, it, it's wild. And there's legitimately like intelligent people that I know and uh, talk to and shit that are just like. See, that's how you do it. There's no cancel culture around here. And this, I'm like, dude, like, nobody's canceled. Nobody's been canceled. Nobody gets canceled. What are y'all talking about? You know what happens to people that they try to, can- quote unquote, try to cancel? They get rich. They get bigger. They get fucking TV shows and shit. Nobody's they canceled. Do a, they do a one GoFundMe for legal expenses and they're good for the rest of their lives. Literally nobody on the right has been canceled ever. Like ever, like pick up a fucking book, put, put your phone down, pick up a book, please. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. That fight sucks. We move on. Poods lover. There you How go. are you not betting Poods lover at this price? They're just going to hold each other up against the cage for 15 minutes. I'm Plus one, six split. Split, split, split decision prop. What's that? That's gotta be a, a decent 400 again. <laughs> they know what's yeah. happening there. I'm going to set a reminder on my phone. I'm going to be like, all right, mid dog walk. When I hit this point, log in, <laughs> bet the split decision, keep walking. Don't bother watching this shit. But uh, that's that's what's going to be here. Um, lightweight division. Trey Ogden, Nicholas Moda. Sean? Oh, uh, Miguel man. Torres' son last time out. It was bad, man. Uh, yeah. Moda is terrible. Uh, yeah. He's terrible. He he beat Van Camp, who we found out is probably one of the worst fighters worst to ever be signed <laughs> to the UFC, and that's saying something. Um, and Trey Odgan is not that good either. This is probably going to be a, a stand-up fight, and it's going to be probably pretty shitty. Uh, I guess I'll pick Ogden. So when your nickname is Samurai Ghost, does that mean like you're just a really shitty samurai because you died? Because <laughs> you don't do anything. <laughs> now you're a ghost, or like what? What's going on? Is he? Is he is is he a better samurai or MMA fighter, Wes? Ooh, I mean, he's eventually gonna die the same, right? You know, like um, he's taking the quicker path there with all the brain damage and whatnot. Yeah, then he just, when he dies, he won't even realize it. He's applesauce floating around. I'm I'm really trying to, like, 
I'm trying to talk talk myself into not betting fucking Trey Ogden here, bro. But look, Moda's bad. At least I know with Trey Ogden what I'm getting. Like, you're going to get an honest scrap out of this dude. He's going to come and he's going to throw down. Moda might quit, like straight up. That that guy's horrible. You what we talked about earlier, you, you want to talk about a Brazilian that'll get the fuck out of there. Like, Moda will get the fuck out of there. Um, I like Ogden in this fight. I just, man... I don't, I don't know if I can bring myself to to bet Trey Ogden, but I mean, even in the Mundo's fight last time out, like I thought he gave a great account of himself, man. Like that kind of, I don't know. I feel like he's almost a little safer to bet on at a price like this against a guy like this after watching him last time out. Like he was in that fight a little bit. Um, it's tough, man. Definitely the pick. I don't know if I can bet Trey. <laughs> I think I want to bet not Nicholas Moda. Yeah. <laughs> but in this case, not Nicholas Moda is Trey Ogden. Yeah. Um, at least you can say about him that he's not going to just get knocked out by the first punch that lands on him, um, which is good because that might happen to Moda. But he's not actually good at anything and usually Moda loses by getting knocked out uh, and Ogden has negative power so I struggle to see how he's gonna figure out how to knock out Moda it's just it's a weird bad fight um one guy if he wins it's almost certainly going to be by finish and the other guy doesn't have any finishing ability at all. Um, so I don't even know that I want to bet the total here. It's just, I think we might just extend the old block. <laughs> I don't think we'll need to extend it 15 minutes necessarily, but man, it's, it's tricky. Um, next one, apparently main card, apparently 170 pounds. Uros Medic. Taking on Minty Bet Oral B. <laughs> Sean. Oh, the old Bradley. Minty Bet stepping in the cage, huh? Yeah, look out. Um, the, I was going to say it's what the people wanted, but what the people that are watching UFC want is probably uh, it to be an OnlyFans instead mm, of. Uh, yeah. That is obviously the case. Um, I'm surprised by the line. Medich hits like a fucking truck for this weight division. Um, I know the the guy he's fighting who's coming in on very short notice. He's won, you know, six in a row and has only lost once in his career. But the guys that he's really beat uh, recently in LFA are, are pretty old guys, 34, 36 years old. And they're guys who were just not good enough to to get to the next level. They're just mediocre um, regional scene guys. Um, I think Medich is better than that. So I think this is going to be a, a pretty decent test. So I took Medich at plus 145 uh, for a unit. I'm probably going to look at what his uh, KO prop is once it comes out. With him, it, it might not be much higher than uh, plus 145. So I don't know. Maybe I'll add some more just on the money line if it's not uh, if it's not that nice of a price. Um, but yeah, like I'll take the the much more proven guy that has big big power in this weight division. Wesley, 
Yeah, yeah, I like I like old medics here too. I don't don't have a, a lot to add. Um like Medic got some some favorable competition early in his UFC career. He he moved up one time and you know, he got smoked by Jalen Turner. I don't I don't think that's bad though. Like Jalen Turner can do that to top ten guys, much less uh, a dude like Medic. Uh but after that, after losing a fight like that, he comes back and gets some like good wins. He knocks some dudes out. Omar Morales and and uh smell Uh that was it's good, good wins though. Uh good finishes. Like Sean said, dude's got insane power. I just don't know how good this this dude is. Like Sean's right. He's fighting like kind of those, you know, fringe LFA guys that dudes they bring in to fight their up and coming dudes like him. I mean, he did he did the you know what he was supposed to do, but outside of those fights, man, like holy shit, he is beating up on Asians over on the other side of the world and shit, guys that you'll never ever hear hear about. So yeah, I'm gonna go with the the guy with the better comp. Crazy power, getting plus one forty five. Um, they hammered fucking Oral B off the open. I think we were talking about that. I don't know what off of. I, I guess it's people stateside that watch LFA and shit, and have probably seen him recently finishing some guys on there, and think they're getting a good price. I guess. Um, gonna I took some one forty five, and I'm gonna watch the line if they keep hammering this dude. I might have to add more, but yeah, I like Medicare at, at a dog price. It just seems off to me. Um, yeah. So just putting all the cards out on the table. I've never seen old Oral B fight. I'm still betting on Medicare. <laughs> um, this yeah, is it's it's a crazy one. He was. So Oral B was minus three fifty against uh, a thirty-six-year-old ten and eight Brazilian earlier this year in LFA. Because as you should be, if you're a guy that's coming up and a prospect and fighting a thirty-six-year-old ten and eight dude in LFA, uh, and then he was a uh, minus twelve hundred against an eighteen and fourteen uh, thirty-four-year-olds in LFA just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so I don't know if people are just in the habit of betting him as a big favorite or betting him as a favorite against guys who are shitty fighters, but now he's fighting like a, a somewhat decent fighter. And I am going to take the guy who's already proven he can knock out UFC caliber competition at plus money against the guy who's, debuting in the UFC on super short notice um, and has never really fought anybody good. So sometimes you, you got to play the spot, not the, the man, as it were. So uh, that was enough because this card is so bad <laughs> that Euros Medich is going to be the consensus bet of the week. Let's and if go. I didn't tell you on it, nothing will. Um, women's strawweight, Amanda Hibas taking on Luana Pinheiro. Sean. Rebus seems like such a flake. It's just hard to know who shows up. Um, you know, she 
She has glimpses of being a good fighter and then gets smashed out by Macy Barber in under three rounds. Um, she's a lot, she's a lot better than Pinheiro, but that's not saying much. Pinheiro is not that good. Uh, most people, a lot of people thought she lost her last fight. Uh, I do think uh, Rebus gets takedowns and wins a decision. I don't think I want any part of this. Um, What's the over? I'm sure it's ridiculous. Minus 200. <clears throat> you not, you not, might get not, me there. You might bad. get me there. I'll pick Rebus. Wesley. Yeah, Pinero is is horrible. Like she barely quote unquote won against Michelle, the ghost of Michelle Waterson last time out. Rebus is just so flaky. It's hard to lay a price on her. Like she wins once, she loses once, she wins once, she lo- and in those fights, she like looks insane in the win. Looks like a fucking just an idiot in the loss. Like you just never know. I think she wins there, probably by decision. The over two and a half at minus two hundred is really like calling because usually don't get prices like that anymore in women's fights on two and a half. That's usually somewhere around minus three fifty, minus four hundred. So price looks pretty decent. Um, testing something out here. Oh. Michelle Waterson Ghost Mess. Hey, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not bad. It's not bad. Um. Yeah, I uh, don't really care about this. I saw that it was at 115, which I don't love because I feel like Rebus is one of the very few women's MMA fighters who actually has a bit of a fragile chin. Uh, so cutting back down to 115, probably not a great call. I don't think Pinero's good enough or the fighter to take advantage of that. Uh, and I hope this goes to decision so that we continue to get those inflated overs because I think it's going to happen sooner rather than later that uh, a Hebus under or a Hebus opponent by TKO is going to hit again. Uh, not going to be Pinero for me at like plus 500 or whatever shitty numbers out there right now. Um, next up, we are in the Bantamweight division. For two fighters that have absolutely no business being anywhere near a UFC fucking main card. Nope. This is a travesty. I'm offended, sir. (laughs) Sean, Peyton Talbot, Nick Aguirre, son of Mark, NBA Uh... legend. Why? Why do we care? We shouldn't, and I don't. And I'm boycotting this, and I'll pick Aguirre (laughs) and Talbotmaster. Nailed it, Wes. Yeah, Talbot is is a 2023 contender series. Like he wins it to see he dominates, but this dude is like, I still, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's still going to college. Uh, Was barely like training half training fighting the dudes had like a few fights um he beat up some bum on contender series and they were losing their minds literally sanko and bisbee whoever the fuck else was there was just like oh my god this is the this guy's incredible he's unbelievable couldn't finish the dude he's fighting but like 
beats up a bum and and it's almost like I don't even want to say it's a like a raw Ro- Rosas Jr. type dude because that kid's at least got some legitimate fucking skills in a certain area of fighting. Like, what's this guy do? Like, he's just another fucking create a skin fucking fighter that you could pull off the fucking game. Plug him in. They gave him a contract. Um, look, he, he probably should be favored over Nick Aguirre, but at least that dude fought Argetta, you know, at least he's been in some scraps with some decent dudes. Like this line's just kind of crazy to me, man. Like absolute dogger pass. I'm probably going to throw some sandwich money on, uh, Aguirre here. Uh, it kind of feel the same way. Like with Rosas, man, just insane hype for, like I said, at least Rosas, you could see that that dude has passed to fucking dominate somebody. He has a pad. I don't know what Talbot's is. He's just another dude, and he's minus 800 in his UFC debut on a main card coming off a decision off of the Contender Series. Insane. Uh, yeah, a decision over Tracy Cortez's little sister on Contender Series, mm-hmm. and now he's minus 1,000 on a UFC main card. Uh, I I don't recall the Argetta fight. He just got like taken down a bunch and like, mm-hmm. kind of smashed on. But last 15 minutes, um, I just on principle, I have to take a shot on the old Nick Aguirre here. I mean, this is, this is crazy. It's stupid. It's like this dude goes to the same school that Ivan went to. <laughs> What's this? Uh, is this fight at 135? Yeah. Aguirre's yeah. been fighting up at 145, 145. too, so he yeah, might be naturally the bigger guy as well. If he makes weight, even if he doesn't, hopefully he doesn't if it, too yeah. much and yeah. use that to your advantage. Yeah, I mean, you're only making like fucking 15K or something anyway. What's 7,500 bucks? You know, like, fuck it. Just miss <laughs> weight, bro. Win. Just yep. win, baby. Yeah, that line's yep. dumb. That just like Talbot might win, might smoke him. That's insane. Debut fighter. I, I just don't get it. And like the fact that he's debuting, his price is this high, but the over is even money. Like that should be a bit of a red flag. Red flag. If you're not coming in, you have this much hype and you're not going to finish, blow out your opponents, yeah. you're just. You're probably not worth the price then, tag out there. Then you're here. then you're also taking it to another realm of where you're letting three fucking stooges decide this fight. <laughs> and at that kind of price, I'll take my chance with a five the to stooges. one dog when three stooges are fucking deciding who's who's gonna win a decision. Yeah. Yep. Too much on that. But uh yeah, we'll be just dumb bet on Nick Aguirre. Uh lightweight division. Chase Hooper, Jordan Levitt, just, just we'll bring it. in the heat on this card, UFC. Just, uh, this is crazy, dude. Third from the top. This let's is go. The third right from the top. Sean? Whew. Love it. Love it. Absolute banger. Uh, if you're going to give me some decent plus odds, I'm going to fade Chase Hooper. Um, he's, he's not that good. I don't think he will ever be that good. Uh, I know he just 
boxed the shit out of the the elite fighter that is Nick Fior last time. Um, <laughs> Fior was still able to take him down. Um, leave it is not good, but he's got all around skills. I think he's just better than Jay Super. I know it's 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 a stretch. All it's around, stretch. like in a sense, if the. The sense is that he's shitty at everything, but he's not horrible at everything. There we go. Yeah. So I'll probably be throwing away some money on old uh, Jordan Leavitt. Wesley. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're scraping the bottom here, man. Like both both of these dudes are, are not great. Um, One is plus 180. You know what I'm saying? Like, Chase Hooper is a pretty big fave against somebody in the UFC. And like, oh, oh, leave it is he's got some fights. I mean, that's that's a it's an okay win last time out, you know. Uh smashed on Victor Martinez, uh beat the aforementioned Trey Ogden and stuff. Like leave it's got some okay wins in the UFC. I've seen Chase Hooper lose to that level of competition over and over and over. So Plus one eighty, I'll I'll take a little shot on leave it here, and if Chase Hooper makes some kind of leap in his progression that we still haven't seen, so be it. Uh, that's just too good of a price to pass up, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't love this one. Uh, I feel compelled to bet against Chase Hooper again, um, and the price is right to do so. I, I think that there's a chance that he could just get takedowns because leave it will let him have takedowns and win some minutes on top and get a decision. So I don't know, maybe I like the over here a little bit too. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I don't have a ton of interest in this fight. Uh, I'm probably going to end up with something on it because at this point, if I'm watching, I'm going to need to have something on it to keep watching. Um, co-main event. At least these two guys are decent. Still. Not shouldn't be a co-main event, but I've heard of them. I've watched them fight. They've done good things in fights before. Welterweight division. Jake Matthews taking on Michael Morales. Sean. Going back five years to like December of 2018, um, Matthews has literally alternated good and horrible performances. And I think that's why I just struggle to, to bet this guy. Um, I, I pass when I should have been on him, uh, looking to fade, uh, oh, who's the, who's the fraud? Fialo. Um, and I, I wanted to fade Fialo, and I just couldn't pull the trigger. And then, of course, he smashes him. I jump on him against Semmelsberger, and he gets smoked. Won, yeah. Yep, you were smart. <laughs> um, and then he he does what he should do against a guy that's much worse than he is on late notice. He smashes out Darius Flowers. Still got to hit a little bit in that fight. Um, so he's just so inconsistent. Um the number does seem a bit wide just because of how long he's been around and who he's fought. But Michael Morales seems to be pretty, pretty good, but he is still very young. 
and you can have some trip ups when you're young. I think I'm just going to play the over one and a half. It's like minus 190. I'm going to put that in a parlay. Matthews is is pretty damn tough. Um, I know he's been finished a couple times, but usually that that's kind of when he's getting out grappled. I don't think that's going to happen in this fight. Um, I guess Morales could get taken out, but uh, if I have to pay minus 190 for seven and a half minutes, uh, I'm going to do it. So I'll pick Morales to win. Uh, and I'm going to take the over one and a half. Wesley? See, how, how you fix all that is you just, you bet Jake Matthews every single time. Like I, <laughs> I know, but you're losing <laughs> half the time. No, 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 no. See, here's here's my problem. Here's my problem. You bet him every time there's a plus number beside the name. Mm. Well, I bet every I bet him every time and he, he go he he wins he wins three straight. He runs into fucking uh oh Rocco Martin and I push the chips in. He loses. <laughs> he wins three straight. He wins three straight. He goes against Brady. I push the chips in and he loses. So I, my problem is is I'm it's like blackjack. Like I hit the hands. It's like it's time to up the bet. And then you know, you get the fucking dealer pulling blackjack on you um yeah man look i'm i'm of course gonna bet jake matthews again here and the line is is it's way too wide like the, he should not be plus 270 against morales or however you feel about this that that line is just too big jake matthews has fall competition he's got good wins in his career um i just think that's a little wide um look if matthews can get some kind of takedowns here I think he can make this fight a lot closer than if it stays on the feet. I think if it's on the feet, Morales is probably going to end up landing something like on the feet. Jake's probably going to look good at points in this fight, but man, at any moment, Morales is, is probably going to land a big one and, and hurt him. Um, so I'm hoping Jake tries to go for takedowns, dirties this up a little bit. I think he's got a good chance to win this fight if he can do that consistently. Uh, Morales' takedown defense has looked fairly decent from what I can remember and stuff. So that might be a, a, a tough ask here, but just make it dirty. Just get in on Morales. Don't let Morales stay at any kind of distance because if he does, Jake's probably going to be in a little bit of trouble. At plus 270, I'm I'm definitely taking Matthews and, and going to find out. Hopefully he can – dirty this up, maybe get a takedown in a sub or, or still a couple rounds here. I think it's probably going to be 15 minutes of striking or however long it takes because Morales seems to like to strike, even though he does good work when he grapples. Um, And I don't think Matthews will necessarily be able to get takedowns in this spot. Um, But man, given the price, this is, this is insane. Like Matthews has a relatively good chin. He, he's been stopped once by strikes. I think like way back when I, I don't even, I'll have to scroll through to see what that was. And it was like two fights ago where Morales was super competitive with Adam Fuggett. Yep. Through two rounds and then just battered the shit out of the dude in the third round and got stopped. Look, but looks like, tired. Like, that at, wasn't a blowout. He, look, he looks tired at times too. Like Morales does get yeah. tend to get tired in fights. Yeah, this is just like the perfect time to bet Jake. Usually in the Jake Matthews roller coaster, 
he's already a favorite again by now. Yeah. Because yep. he, he lost as a favorite in a terrible performance. He beat some scrub that he's supposed to beat. So then next fight he comes back out. He's like, the this is the, sp- the second of Wes's fights where he's like, you know, a minus 180 favorite or something like that. And you're like, yeah, that's a decent bet. But instead, this time he's plus 270. Like, I, I got to take a shot on Jake Matthews here. Morales is talented. He's good. But, like, is he minus 300 against Jake Matthews at this point in his career good? I don't think so. So that, that's going to be another. We've got a lot of dogs on this card. This is going to get yeah. real quick. Yep, it is. Uh, main event, speaking of ugly, nobody makes a fight ugly prettier than the Bear Jew. Pool Craig. And he has taken on Brendan Aylin Allen. Lance, you're a oh. bum. You're a bum for not showing up for his. This is true. Um, the number is probably a bit wide. It just seems like Bearju. A lot wide. It's like it's about as wide as you know. You what know. what the Bearju is packing? <laughs> Dick Willie, R.I.P. Um, yeah, like it's he tends to make fights for the most part closer than what the odds say. I know everybody kind of just. And of scoffs at him because he's, you know, suburb bust for the most part and drops for pulls guard and shit like that. TKO. What, what, oh, yes. Last time out. Oh, yes. Just killing dudes out there. What did you yeah. fucking think? <laughs> oh, um, shambles, bro. Shambles. They almost um, put it in their own net. Their own fucking net. That'll happen. They're, they're very smart players. Um... <laughs> I just Jesus Christ, I just saw that. Um <laughs> I do think that Brendan Allen is gonna be better in the stand-up. Both these guys' striking defense is not not good. Uh both these guys were getting hit by Andre Muniz in, in both of their fights. Uh it's oh, just yeah. Muniz is doesn't really seem to have the power. Um I think I trust Brennan Allen striking a bit more than than the Bear Drew. It, it has got a lot better. I just think that that chin is still more of a liability for for the Bear Drew. Um, I don't know if I'm going to have any money on this. I'll I'll probably pick Brendan Allen. TKO is like plus one twenty five, which seems cheap compared to what his money line is. Um, I know he's got a shit ton of subs, but I still don't really see him subbing the bear Jew. A lot of these, uh, rear naked chokes are just him flattening guys out and they're giving up the neck. I think he just hounds out the bear Jew. Um, so that's, that's the pick. And, uh, I don't know if I'll, 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 Hey, you're welcome. I'll bet fucking <laughs> him by TKO. And then you guys can win your bear Jew bet. Sounds like a good plan. Love it. Wesley. Yeah, I mean that that chin is a is a little sketchy on Barrage, no doubt, but like you worried a lot more at 205 than than I think you do down at 185. You still worry a little bit. Um these are 205ers, man. We're just some massive dudes that were that were throwing bombs at the Bergy, man. Uh, and I mean, Allen's chin isn't anything to fucking write home about. We've mm-hmm. seen that too. And like Sean just said, 
the striking isn't like necessarily the offensive necessarily isn't horrible on either of these dudes. Barry two striking is okay. It's the defense. And, and we're talking two shaky chins. Like we would be, we would we be shocked if Bird you landed something and and stanky leg Brendan Allen? Fucking absolutely not. That's that's in the cards. My my feeling about this fight is Brandon Allen's gonna want to get takedowns. Barju is perfectly fine. He he might not want them. He's gonna take some takedowns at some point. The Barju just like gets these guys to get him down for some reason. You know what I'm saying? Like they'll hurt him or land something. They always shoot. The Barju always gets them to come into his fucking world. And I'm telling you, on the mat, I don't care if Berge's on his back, he's on his side, he's fucking ass up, fucking face down. You're going to give me fucking plus 500 and something sub. You're going to give me plus 350 money line on a fight with the Berge that's going to be on the mat eventually. It's going to get there at some point. I'm going to have to take a, a little bit of that and, and find out. There's no telling how this fight plays out. Seriously, I could make a case for... Brennan Allen KO, Brennan Allen sub, Bearju KO, Bearju fucking sub. Um, I don't think this goes 25 minutes, but I mean, jail man just went 25 minutes. So <laughs> who fucking knows anymore with that shit, but could legitimately make a case for these dudes winning this fight any which way. Um, one dude's plus 350 though. So I'm going to take a little Bearju. Um, I think it's going to be madness. I think this fight's going to be fucking insane. Like, is the bear Jew ever in a boring fight? And Brennan Allen's usually knocked half dead, then subbing guys and shit. This fight's going to be insane. It's going to be a great main event on a on a pretty shitty card. And they're not even going to ruin your Saturday night. It's going to be over and done with. Yeah, then we can watch some fucking. Uh, uh, is it Shakur that's fighting this weekend? Yep. Yeah, we get Shakur this weekend. Yeah. Yes, sir. Oh, um, Bellator card is better than this UFC Bellator card, card is like, better than this that's a, that's a banger of a Bellator They're like throwing all their shit in at the end here. Well, yeah, because they're so done It's funny though because I hear people being like Oh man, the stakes are high for these fights And I'm like, oh yeah? Are well, they? <laughs> the, what I read is They're going to keep Bellator Bellator like Yeah, they're going to do the dumbest thing ever And try to keep the and keep them separate brands Which makes they should it just, even worse When you can just, just combine that it. And make some good fights yeah, because Bellator's actually got a very good roster of a yeah, lot of decent fighters. Hiring, Why? Yeah. Just, so just combine them. At promoting themselves now. Yep. Ugh, terrible. Um, anyway, this one seems pretty easy to break down. I'm not sure if you guys saw the Bear Jew's last fight, but he's <laughs> getting after dudes' bodies now on the feet. He's putting in the body work. You put in the body work against Brennan Allen, that dude's going to get tired. <laughs> and basically these two are going to just kick each other in the body on the feet until one of them gets sick of it and goes for a takedown. And then they're going to start grappling and then Brennan Allen's going to get a good position uh, and land a bunch of stuff, but he's not going to get the bear Jew out of there. And once he doesn't get the bear Jew out of there the first time, it's going to be tough for him every other time. Eventually, the tables will turn. Bearju gets on top. And, Wes, I know you like that sub price, but I think oh. we're in for a, a repeat of the Muniz fight. And Bearju's going to 
pound him out. Of course, if he doesn't just knock him out on the feet, because I mean, it's well, Brendan Allen we're talking about here. Um, Brendan Allen, the last man ever to make Sean Strickland look exciting in a fight. <laughs> and I don't know how you guys do math, but the way I do math, the Bear Jew's never been knocked out at middleweight. So <laughs> one of these guys has been knocked out by Sean Strickland and one of them has never been knocked out in that weight division. It's going to be the bear Jew. It's got to be the bear Jew. And honestly, I think a little bit of TKO just a little, because we're like, we've got plus three fifty on the money line. You can just bet that you're fine. Uh, if you want to be an idiot like me, you throw a little bit more on TKO. Because I think that's how he's going to finish it. And Plus if you really want to be like me. Here we go. Put them all on the table. You get it into the, the round three at 30. The round four at 40. Uh, the round five at 50. Those There's just too much symmetry in those numbers. Um, and you do those for like, I don't know, 25 each. There you go. Just, just for some fun. And then it's going to be a Bear Jew night. A Bear Jew evening, not even a night. It's wonderful. You still have your night. Do with it what you please with your Bear Jew winnings. That was a long show. There were a lot of fights. Uh, we tried to get through them quick. <laughs> we didn't do a very good job of it. No, but. Admittedly. Uh, but we appreciate those of you that are still listening, still watching. Um We'll be back next week. What do we have going on Better than this? We're actually leaving Apex. Rukian versus uh, Darius. That's a good one. We'll be back to break that one down next week. And uh, until then, enjoy the MMA and the boxing and whatever else you're into. Only fans.